Good afternoon, Packers fans. Aaron Nagler here with your Packers Daily Chat. Coming to you live on the Cheesehead TV social channels. It is Wednesday. No significant Packers news to discuss, but there's always something to talk about. Chiefly, today I wanted to just marinate in the idea that everything we saw from Christian Watson in his rookie season, it's just the tip of the iceberg. I'm so excited about this kid. Like, I go back and I just watch his highlights on loop throughout an afternoon. You talk about the explosive play that really kind of put him on the map against the Cowboys. It's interesting to see how that play develops and how he stacks that defensive back and really just, I think, takes him by surprise, clearly. And the trust that Rodgers has on that deep ball up the right sideline, everything flows after that, uh, including the fourth down touchdown, all the production, those last, you know, that basically last back half of the year, where from week 10 on, Watson caught 31 passes for 523 yards and seven touchdowns. He threw in four rushes for 61 yards and another TD. That's just in the work from week 10. I mean, we all remember that drop in week one. That, you know, had the uh, makings of a Brent Fullwood-like foreshadowing. Uh, For those of younger in the crowd, probably don't remember Brent Fullwood fumbling on a big play to start his uh, very first game in Green Bay on the in a preseason game where he returned a kickoff for a what should have been a touchdown until he fumbled right before crossing the goal line. Um, had that kind of feel to it, but talk about a guy who, once he got on the field, and yes, he had to deal with a bunch of nagging injuries to start the season, the special qualities, the upside, the ceiling that clearly, uh, the Packers, Brian Gutekunst, et cetera, saw when they selected this kid and traded up to do so is very apparent. Um, Watson finished with eight catches of at least 20 yards and three over 40, including two touchdowns of 50 or more yards. I mean, among rookies in Packers history, and this is in limited time, Watson finished eighth in catches with 41, seventh in receiving yards with 611, and third in touchdown catches with seven third all-time for rookies, and he only played like half the games. This guy, the sky is the limit. And I'm here to tell you, and, you know, look, we we all are waiting to hear what Aaron Rodgers decides. I'm telling you, I think there's a good chance that just the presence of Christian Watson alone might make Aaron Rodgers seriously consider coming back to play another season in Green Bay. I mean, if you're sitting there as Aaron Rodgers – and you see how this kid is basically a cheat code. I mean, whether it's you know being able to throw the ball up to him and have him go get it, or it's defensive coordinators having to worry about him and adjust their coverage, you you start to see some possibilities here as a quarterback. I wouldn't be surprised if Aaron's tempted. You know, I only get one season with this kid. Are you kidding me? And half a season at that? Let's get a full uh, full seventeen games under our belt, shall we? Would not surprise me in the least. But regardless of who's playing quarterback, Christian Watson is going to put up numbers, especially in this offense, the ability that he has. The, I mean, what's so exciting is that you can't pigeonhole him. You can play him across the formation. Hell, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw him out of the backfield on occasion last next year. Um, The ultimate blue chip type player, a guy who can tilt the field. Sky's the limit. Now, I say all this, and of course, he has to do the work. You know, defensive coordinators are going to sit there on their hands and say, okay, have a great time. I mean, teams are going to start trying to scheme things up to take him away and to account for him. 
Um, I think there's only so much you're going to be able to do if this kid comes right every week, does the work in the offseason, and continues to get better. Uh, that's how good he can be. He can be a truly special player in this league. And I think that is mostly down to him. And I'm excited to see what he does entering year two. I'm excited to see what's going on in the comments section. Good to see everybody. Hope everyone's doing well. I see TKM is at his post. Always good to see you, TKM. Thanks for joining us. Godsmack AR69. What a handle. Thanks for the super chat. Yay, it's the time of the year when we fans get to horrifically suffer through mock drafts and watch the draft industrial complex be wrong about everything. Ha <laughs> ha. Sigh. I hate this time of year. <laughs> well, you don't have to engage in it. You know, the draft industrial complex is only as powerful as you make it. Just say no to the DIC. Just say no to the dick. That's all I can ask. You know, look, as I've stated a hundred times and I'll state a hundred times more, mock drafts are fine. They're great conversation generators. Just don't expect them to be correct because they're never going to be, you know, but I understand their usefulness. I understand how people have fun with them. That's great. And if that's your thing, dope, do that. But for those of you like Godsmack here, yeah, just keep scrolling. No need to engage. And I get it. Like you want to engage in Packers content, but all there is on offer is like mock drafts and draft talk. That's why we're here at Cheesehead TV to talk about Christian Watson and how baller he is, among other things. But I hear you, man. I totally hear you. Um, Smalls, thanks for the super chat. If Packers Nation is comparable to Man U, what NFL fan base is Man City? <laughs> I don't know. I saw the their uh, their the Man City match against Arsenal a little bit ago. I was watching Chelsea. Absolutely dominate right up until it's time to score throughout an entire match and then give up a counter that, of course, just sucked the life out of the whole game proceedings for me. I don't know, man. I'd have to think about it. Man City, probably, I don't know, man. Cowboys fans, maybe, at this point? Or maybe Broncos fans, since their team uh, is now, you know, uh, accused of financial wrongdoing much like the Broncos back in the day. Don't ever forget, Packers fans, the Broncos won that Super Bowl over the Packers, but they did so by cheating the salary cap. Those are facts. Big asterisk. Big asterisk on John Elway's Super Bowl there against the green and gold. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. I speak truth only. Uh, what else we got? Packers need to look at Sidney Brown in the draft. Dan? I will take your word for it. I've, I've barely looked at uh, draft eligible players at this point. I will probably have to start doing so pretty you know, earnestly starting next week. Will Rogers retire after he comes out of his cave? That would be the most surprising thing to me. You know, the least surprising would be him coming back and playing for the Packers one more season. Medium surprise would be a trade. A retirement straight up would be I'm not going to say shocking because I do think it's on the table, so it shouldn't be a, a shock to the system, but that would be the most surprising outcome. Uh, I don't think he's ready to hang him up yet, but you never know. We'll see. Uh, will Rogers retire after? Oh, I already read that one. Super Bowl. Yes, Johnny, that, that Super Bowl did happen. I can love 12 and want Jordan Love to play in the green and gold. Yes, Clayton. Absolutely, thousand percent. Not a question. There, no one's saying you can't. Oh, maybe some people on Twitter do, but Twitter's not a real place, so you don't have to worry about it. 
Oh, I see someone is here whining about me blocking them on Twitter. I ain't do any anything. One day I was just blocked. Um, well, Kyler, I'll say traditionally, if you quote haven't done anything to me, it's because I saw you do or say something to or about someone else. Man, if you're a dick to one of my friends, you get blocked. If you're a dick about like people in general, you get blocked. That's how I roll because it's my Twitter account and I can run it any way I want. Sorry, man. Don't be a dick. It's pretty simple. John, thanks for the super chat. Soccer sucks, Arsenal fan here. <laughs> Thoughts on John Skipper saying the NFL should make the Super Bowl a pay-per-view event. People are tired of paying for everything. I'm shocked, actually, that uh, the NFL hadn't hasn't gone pay-per-view at this point in my life. I remember when I was growing up, there was lots of talk about that. Like, eventually, by this point in my life, we'd be play, paying a la carte for all the games, and we would be able to pay you know, for just a Packers package and all that nonsense. Of course, that hasn't happened. This is, I'm talking like in the 80s, this, this conversation was happening. So, you know, could it could it go that route? Yeah, I could see it. I don't think we're quite there yet. I think we're probably a decade plus away from that actually even entering a real conversation. But, I mean, hell, you're right that people are probably sick of paying for everything, but that's the name of the game. You know, as far as content, if you own that property, you want to wring out as much money from it as you possibly can. The NFL is no different in regards to that kind of, you know, being that kind of entity. And if there's an opportunity there that they can figure out a way, you know, much like they have with Thursday night football, you know, they got the Monday night package. They got, you know, everything that they've done to kind of cut things up. They could carve something out for the Super Bowl. Wouldn't surprise me at all. Um, Now, again, I think we're a ways away from that being a reality, but, um, and Skipper is probably speaking from some self-interest there. But, uh, yeah, I think eventually we could see it go down that road. But I think given the size of the media rights deals that they just signed, what, two years ago, I'd be surprised if that happened anytime soon. Michael, thanks for the Super Chat. How do you think the 97 team compared to the 96 team besides the result of the Super Bowl? I was only seven or eight year old, years old, so I'm curious. I'll tell you what, they... It's interesting because their defense wasn't quite as good, uh, but still, but they were still, you know, obviously championship level. Uh, they lacked Desmond Howard, which I think, you know, after the fact, Ron Wolf admitted was an error, you know, along with Reddy not paying Craig Hendrick. But um, they really kind of drew a line in the sand with Desmond Howard, and they they lost that kind of weapon that ability and on special teams to both obviously big returns but like just hidden yardage helping the offense out um now that the offense wasn't dynamic they were still great dorsey levens was fucking out of his mind that season he was great that year uh 96 he was still splitting time with edgar bennett but um he became that one year the 97 uh, dorsey levens was as good as anybody uh, he was just outstanding in both the running game and the passing game probably the passing game especially um, it was, uh, you talk about a workhorse back of the highest regard. Um, Favre was in, you know, his prime, they were a great team. They just ran into a team in Denver that really knew how to take advantage of them and did a great job as far as that zone blocking scheme that Alex Gibbs employed at that point was pretty new to the league. And it did exactly what it was supposed to against some of those bigger guys up front for the Packers, whether it was Gilbert Brown, there's Reggie White, Gabe Wilkins famously not coming back into the game because he's a free agent. A um, lot of stuff kind of coalesced there. 
And then, you know, on the on the flip side, for Denver's defense, they had a really good blitz game uh, that Favre and the offense hadn't gone up against a whole lot. So, you know, that's what they always talk about, right? It's a game of matchups. And sometimes you meet a certain team that matches up their strengths against your weaknesses. And I think if you play that game, and I think I'm not the first to say this, I think if you play that game 10 times, Packers probably win like seven of them, six of them maybe. You know, but on that Sunday afternoon or the Sunday evening, they were the better team. There's zero doubt about it. Um, and look, John Elway, everything he did in that game can't, I mean, Terrell Davis obviously was the kind of headline, but Elway played a really solid game as well. Highlighted by the helicopter hit. Um, and what Denver did so, so smartly, uh, you know, and that's, you know, Mike Shannon has talked about this is take away Leroy Butler and their entire offensive game plan was about limiting Leroy Butler, not Reggie White, because they knew they would be able to mitigate what White could do mostly with their run game. But in their passing game, everything centered around making sure that Leroy Butler was neutralized. So, you know, that team, again, the 97 was excellent. It was a great team. You know, probably, obviously, not quite as good as the 96 team, but still a damn good team and worthy of a championship. They just couldn't get it done that Sunday night. That was a tough one to watch. Thanks for that memory. Uh, what else we got, folks? What else we got? We got Jeezy Baby. What's going on, man? Amon Green appreciation message. Hell yes, Amon Green appreciation message. Damn right. You talk about a guy who uh, was so fun to watch, one of the more powerful backs, a guy who in 2003 essentially put the team on his back when Favre had a broken thumb. Even though the entire stadium knew it was going to be a run, Amon still ended up getting five, six yards of pop. Man, and his ability in the screen game, his ability pass protection. Amon Green was a real one, man. Fantastic player. I assume Rodgers hasn't been traded yet. Eric, welcome. No, Rodgers has not been traded yet. Uh, we don't know Rodgers' intentions for next season yet at all. Smalls, star is still the goat in my heart of hearts, as he should be, Smalls. He's the goat in all of our hearts in Packerland, or he should be anyway. One of the more underrated players in the NFL, in the history of the league, Bart Starr. Called his own plays. Did you know that? Go back and watch the uh, Ice Bowl. I dare you to watch that final drive and not be impressed. I mean, that's a man. You talk about the essential taking what the defense gives you and knowing where those outlets are going to be in the worst conditions imaginable. Guy just got it done. Star was Brady before Brady. And, you know, none of the new heads want to talk about that, but it's so true. You know, everything Brady is doing or did started at first. You give Star today's teams and work out like, you know, he gets to work out all offseason and he's just dedicated to football and nothing else. And, you know, he gets all the training that Brady had, blah, blah, blah. He'd do what Brady did. No question in my mind. Star was the GOAT. The GOAT. Vex, thanks to Super Chat. Remember when the Packers were the next dynasty? Oh, oh baby, why you got to hurt me like this, Vex? I was talking about with this, this with Jeff Schwartz on the, uh, on the old Twitter uh, last week prior to the Chiefs winning the Super Bowl. And Jeff, you know, he said, you know, I still think even if the Chiefs win, which they have, they're still not quite a dynasty yet, but they're on their way. And yeah, I remember, you know, both times the Packers w losing that Super Bowl and then, you know, with with Rodgers, you know, winning the Super Bowl and then going 15-1, and one, both times it felt like, okay, here we go, baby. And then it all falls apart. That's the National Football League, man. Life comes at you fast. You think you're on the cusp of something extended and great, and all of a sudden, a couple people here, a couple injuries there, 
maybe some coaching changes, and you're back to square one. It ain't easy, man. It ain't easy. Flambeau, thanks for the super chat. Could you say that in the past three years, the Packers have been the most unluckiest good team? We got injuries, drops, fumbles, and didn't get the calls. Yeah, I'm not going to go with the calls thing because, you know, great teams rise above it. I know it sucks, and you can definitely point to a number of calls, but, man, every team has to deal with bad calls. And if you're a great team, you you overcome it. That's just the nature of the league, you know. Uh, there are fumbles and drops and luck involved in every championship. There's no doubt about it. Injuries, I don't think you have to look much further than Bakhtiari. If Bakhtiari doesn't have this freak injury uh, on New Year's Eve day a couple years ago, I'm pretty confident that the Packers at least are in a Super Bowl and probably winning one in that stretch. I believe that way more than I believe all this nonsense I see on Twitter this last week about if the Packers had drafted T. Higgins, they would have won a Super Bowl. Right, that's why T. Higgins is at home watching the Super Bowl. No one player that you draft is going to just miraculously punch your ticket to the Super Bowl. I mean, it may improve your offense, may help your quarterback put up some numbers, but, you know, there's just way too much, way too many levels. And that's why I say, like, even the Bakhtiari thing, like, they had a much better chance if Bakhtiari's healthy, obviously, goes for any number of injuries. But, hey, man, every team has injuries. Every team's dealing with that shit. You know, no one flies through the season with a clean bill of health. No one flies to a championship without having to deal with adversity. That's part of the gig. And it's not like I don't think the Packers tried, you know. They definitely made moves. They tried to adjust. But definitely those last two games, whether it was against the 49ers or the Buccaneers, they just couldn't hold up up front on offense. They did the job defensively, you know, especially in the second half against the Bucs, not so much the first half, but certainly against the 49ers. They did the job defensively. They just couldn't make it work up front on offense. And that will forever be a what if. Uh, Godsmack again. Thanks, man. Thanks for emotional help. I just hate hypothetical mock drafts. Even it comes from our brother, Andy Herman. Love him. They still grind my gears. And I get it, man. But again, you control your input here on the old internet. Input, output, baby. You control it. That's what's so beautiful about the internet. You are the ultimate curator. Whatever you want to engage in, you can engage in. You don't want to engage in it, just keep scrolling. And look, I know the internet is designed. I mean, by it, the very existence of most of it is designed to get under that, like is to get you engaged with shit that is inconsequential and get you emotional about it. I will say this new Twitter algorithm where they have like the following and the for you, and they almost always try to default to get you on the for you page. The for you stuff is really well done in this regard as far as finding tweets that they know you will engage with and that will get under your skin and prompt a response. Uh, it's noticeable. They've done a very good job of that. Now, I have to like catch myself and go, well, I'm going back to the following, not the For You. Because the For You page is just about trying to goad you into engagement. And that's the internet. That's why you have to be stalwart, Godsmack. You, gotta be, you have to be made of sterner stuff and understand that if it's not for you, it's not for you. And you just carry on your way. Uh, John, thanks for the super chat. Worst to live by during draft season. Nobody knows. you damn right, man. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. They may think they know, but they don't know. Vex, thanks for the super chat. 
No team can claim unlucky after the Jim Kelly Bills. Man, what a sad state of affairs. Four Super Bowls in a row. Can you imagine that? Man, you think you know Hardick as a Packers fan, and we do. I'm not trying to belittle it or dismiss it totally, but you go look at the Bills, that run of four Super Bowls in a row, and you don't win one of them? Damn, man. Hot damn. <laughs> Johnny Rivers, I am God on the internet? Yes, sir. Yes, you are. Trading love is nonsense. Yes, it is. And I've seen those tweets, and I've seen people suggest it, and hell, who knows? Maybe the Packers even entertain it and or do it. I don't take anything off the table at this point. You know, but yeah, I agree. You've you've drafted and developed him, and now you're going to trade him away? What? For what? One more year of Aaron Rodgers? You talk about dumb with a capital D. That would fit the bill. No doubt about it. Next, you get your girlfriend something for Valentine's Day. Brandy, I took her out for dinner last night. Uh, we had a lovely time. Um, I got my girls uh, a little something each, and uh, that was about the extent of it. It's a greeting card holiday. You know, I try not to uh, engage too much, but, you know, there are certain expectations that come with the holidays and of this kind, and didn't want to leave the girlfriend totally hanging. So, yes, we had a lovely meal. Uh, Japanese restaurant out by her place, and it was lovely. I hope... Uh, I hope Brandy's hubby treated you well for Valentine's Day. And I'll see you guys on Thursday at uh, happy hour. It would be nice if Watson and Dobbs could stay healthy. Uh, I agree, Chris, but they play football. I don't know if you've heard, but it is a violent sport, and the injury rate is 100%. This reminds me of when Rodgers was a rookie, and he got hurt. His first two years, actually. He consistently got hurt, and everyone's like, oh, they got an injury-prone quarterback. All right. He's playing football. He got hurt. Can we just let the guy... You know, have a career first before we start bitching about him always being hurt. That's all I'm asking. That's all. That's all. That's all I want. Just, just let it breathe. Just let it breathe, man. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Uh, what else we got, folks? Oh, <laughs> legless. That's funny. Um, love will be QB one in 2024. Tony, I think that's a good possibility. I know everyone's like angling for this year to be the year, and I would love it. But I still think, man, in my bones, I still think Rodgers is back this season for one more hurrah. And then they turn to love next season. That's just guesswork on my part, but we shall see. All right, everybody. I got to get going. I can't thank you enough for hanging out, talking Packers each and every day, Monday through Friday, right here on the Cheesehead TV social channels. Hey, I know I mentioned happy hour, but if you're in the New York area, I'm meeting a bunch of people here in Astoria tonight at Jack Jones here on Dittmar's Boulevard, 630 till whenever. I'm going to have some beers, going to eat some food, going to have a good time, talk some Packers. If you're in the area and you're hearing this live, come on down, baby. It's going to be a lot of fun. Some Cheesehead TV Patreon members are going to be there. Carry the G Club members, uh, Packers fans in general. It's going to be a good time. We're going to be at the pub, having beers, talking ball. Hope you can join us. Matt's got his last super chat in here. What's up, buddy? Like you said, when Green Bay took love in the first round three years ago, Goot threw his nuts on the table. Well, now it's time to whip him out again and re get a return on his investment. <laughs> Well, you know, I would have liked to see him grab him a little earlier. I would have liked to see it happen last year when we got a, would have got a fucking haul for Rodgers. But, yes, I would like to see Brian get a return on that investment. We'll see. Still not convinced it's going to happen this season, though. Who knows? We'll find out 
hopefully when Rogers returns from the darkness, whenever the hell that's going to be. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for uh, checking out CheeseheadTV.com and making Cheesehead TV part of your daily Packers routine in any way, shape, or form. We greatly appreciate it. Please do me a monster favor. Hit like on the video. Subscribe to the channel. And then tell your friends and tell your family, Cheesehead TV, we are devoted to Green Bay Packers fans worldwide. Thanks a lot, everybody. Have a great night. Go Pack Go. <laughs>